1: podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100.
2: Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search Fan Hub app to play your part in the journey.
3: You're listening to the Voices of the Vic podcast with Ben Ayton and Mike Duffy.
0: Hello and welcome to Voices of the Vic podcast with me, Mike Duffy, and as always, Ben Aitson. Ben, it's Sunday morning, Watford have scored from a direct free kick for the first time in over 1,700 days. Uh, what a result yesterday.
2: Yeah, massive three points for the boys yesterday, and yeah, I can't believe we actually scored a free kick, a direct <laughs> free kick. Um, so yeah, buzzing with that, mate. How are you doing
0: good stuff yeah I'm doing well mate I'm doing well Uh, you know like I say I was more anxious I I wasn't able to watch the game yesterday so I was more anxious watching Soccer Saturday sort of praying that Jeff Stelling didn't go to Lee Hendry who was watching the game because we were like one of the last games to finish in the championship and I was like please don't go to the Cardiff City Stadium because it'll just be Cardiff I know it will and uh, yeah he went there and it was a goal so massive massive win yesterday so um, I'm, I'm absolutely buzzed with that we're not alone to discuss this one like you know like me and Ben have said in the past we, we do like to get in other people um to to discuss the games with us and uh, we've got no other than a friend of the podcast James from the Watford Way. James good morning to you how are you doing mate? Oh,
3: I'm doing fantastic uh, Mike I'll tell you what the scenes in my bedroom yesterday after we scored that that free kick were were insane it was it was like I was in the away end of my own bedroom it's ridiculous um but yeah I'm doing well Mike how are you
0: I'm, I'm glad to hear that mate I'm uh, I'm sure you you weren't the only one that was uh going mental wherever they were watching the game yesterday it was <laughs> absolutely I couldn't I still can't believe it now I've like rewatched the highlights about 10 times um but I'm I'm doing very well thank you for asking as always we'll start with the team news we weren't expecting much we were probably expecting Chalaba to come back in because he served his two game suspension um a few people may be questioning whether Semmer would play but we've got a we've had a week from the last game so he's had a little bit more time to prepare um and the only change was Chalaba coming in for Andre Gray which meant that Pedro then was pushed up into the, the middle of the front three um been pretty straightforward team really can't, can't complain with that. Any, any complaints from that team? Or happy to see Chaliber back, I think, a lot of Watford fans were, weren't they?
2: Yeah, no complaints for me. Like I said before you, to you before the teams was announced, I said Chaliber's vital to his Watford side now. We've got a three-man midfield, so happy that he returned. And he put in a really good captain's performance yesterday. I and mean, he was given the captaincy as well, which was it, maybe the only surprise. I thought maybe Hughesy would have retained it. But um, Chalabar definitely stepped up and gave a captain's performance yesterday and and like we were saying Semmer he had to play yesterday there was no point resting him after having seven days off and I actually thought he was he had a much better game after having that rest.
0: Yeah it looked like he'd uh, recharged the batteries absolutely and James obviously Ben mentioned there that Chalaba was captain and it was Hughes that was captain last week does that show that we haven't got just you know over the years we've probably had maybe one or two Obviously, Troy Deeney and then maybe somebody else that could take the reins as captain. But does that show the sort of leaders that we've got in the squad at the moment? That one week it's Hughes, the next it could be Chalabon. You know, we've got Wilmot, who if he was able to cement a place, I'm sure he would be sort of captain material as well. Does, and and True Kong, is captain for his national team. So does that show just how many leaders we've got in the squad at the moment?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. And look, you met the names you mentioned there, Truth the Kong, obviously captain of Nigeria, um, oh. Will Hughes is captain of the side before, and obviously Chamaba um captain of the side yesterday. And, and yeah, I think I think it's only a positive that that we do have so many players, you know, aside from Troy Deeney, Troy Dini, that can that can influence the team. And he obviously put in a fantastic performance yesterday, probably um his best this season, if not since the six uh, the 17-18 season. And when he first joined, I thought it was absolutely superb. And and yeah, he really, really led the team yesterday.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, not to mention Klebs as well, who's unfortunately out injured. You know, he's captain material he's often stepped in for, for Troy this season in terms of taking that skipper's armband um, we'll start unfortunately with with the goal um, we knew what we were going to expect when you face a Mick McCarthy side it's not going to be pretty football we know what to expect when we're coming up against Cardiff City so the fact that it's Mick McCarthy football with Cardiff City it just shows that it's going to be one of them sort of rough and tough games where you're probably going to have to roll your sleeves up a little bit and, and do a bit of dirty work not the ideal start considering that we really after Swansea beat those people down the M1 um we really needed to win that game and on 14 minutes you know Jacob Murphy I think it was that went through um he'd gone through a few minutes earlier and Trooster Kong slipped and luckily Chalaba was able to muscle him out but he then got another run at goal he put the ball in and Sierra Elta in my opinion, he has to stick a foot out because if he doesn't, it goes to Kiefer Moore and it's a tapping for him. Ben, who I, I don't know if you can call it whose side he won, but do you think it was the right thing for CRL to do or do you think it was wrong for him to do and maybe Backman should have come and claimed it? What What was your thoughts on on that CRL to own goal on, on 14 minutes? Oh, I
2: thought it was avoidable anyway. I thought Truce Econ should have got closer to close down the shot and then it kind of went underneath him. So if anyone's maybe to be blamed out of this situation, I would have said it was Truce Econ. Serie A, as a defender, You've, you can't let that run across himself in the six-yard box. He's got to get something onto that, whether that's to pull it into a stand or get a little touch on it and then it goes into Batman's path. But unfortunately, yesterday, it went past Batman and into the back of the net. So, and Batman, maybe he should have claimed it. We've said mm. this before, he... he He's, he's not very good when he's um, claiming responsibility in a six-yard box. He, he doesn't really come for crosses. And that. that one was along the floor yesterday, so possibly maybe a bit of fault there for Batman, but majority of that, I'm putting that down to True Seacon.
0: Yeah, I think that was a worry, wasn't it, Ben? That obviously we were playing such a physical side, and you know, Kiefer Moore is what six foot four, six foot five. They've got some big lads, Aidan Flint at the back, Morrison. So the worry was that aerial threat and how Backman would deal with it. But I, I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit here, but I think overall, other than that own goal, I think he he, he did all right. You didn't really, yeah. you know, yeah, get definitely. Public. Yeah, no, I thought Batman actually had a
2: really good performance yesterday. After that goal went in, there was a few crosses came into the box and he collected them really well and commanded his area brilliantly. So yeah. it was just that little miss, lack of understanding between him and Sirielta maybe um, yeah. when the ball came in and it ended up in the back of the net. But yeah, I'm not putting any blame onto Batman at all. And um, for right. that, I thought he he had a good, solid game and warmed into the match.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and Obviously, we, we talk about that goal, James, that you you know, coming 1-0 down away from home. You're sort of thinking, oh, no, here we go again. You know, obviously, it's been highlighted that our away form isn't perhaps the best, although I think now we're joint eighth in terms of best away form in the division. Um, So the uh, unideal scenario was going 1-0 down away to a uh, Mick McCarthy side. Cardiff hadn't lost in 11 games, uh, yeah, hadn't lost in 11 games, hadn't lost under Mick McCarthy. We're going 1-0 down and you're thinking, right, we've got a little bit of a, a hill to climb, albeit it was only 14 minutes in. But um, I tell you what, you you don't get a sort of reaction any better than the one we give. It was literally, what, a minute later, I think, from the kickoff, we managed to force the ball up. We 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 looked like, in terms of passing, we sort of were passing them to death at times. And, you know, they they're not a passing side, but... What about that footwork, James, from the skipper, Nate Chalaba? What a goal that was yesterday, wasn't it? Oh, it was ridiculous. And,
3: you know, if that's someone like Kevin De Bruyne or Lionel Messi, you know, scoring <laughs> that goal and doing that footwork, we're all, we're all sitting here singing their praises. And it wasn't yeah. Lionel Messi, it was it was Nathaniel Chalaba. And, and yeah, I mean, that footwork, I mean, he kind of turned in, turned out, got the shot yeah. away from under his feet, you know, kind of got round about free Cardiff City players and and it was absolutely it's absolutely superb. And I think we all know that Nathaniel chalaber has got that in his locker. Um, we've just not seen it enough um in a Watford shirt. But yesterday, I mean, his he was he was absolutely immense. And I know a lot of people voted Adam Messina as their man of the match, but if Messina didn't score that goal, mm. um, I think Nathaniel Chalaber, you know, was clearly the the best player in the pitch. And and that, that goal kind of capped off what was What's the superb performance and credit to him because because he was absolutely fantastic.
0: Yeah, do you think that that shows the sort of confidence he's got at the moment? Obviously, he's come back into the Watford side, and you know at the start of the season, fans were sort of moaning that if um, if he was in the team sheet, and now fans want him back. You know, he'd he just got back from a two-game suspension. He didn't have to play Nathaniel Chalaber. He could have very easily stuck with the same side he didn't have to bring him back in but fans were buzzing when they saw he was back in so do you think that just shows his confidence he's got at the moment james that he's able to do stuff like that goal and then also as well obviously that that sort of that goal sort of started from him he played a ball just past the halfway line and then he started the run and when the ball was actually in the box he was still outside of the uh, 18-yard box and then he made sort of a bursting run to get there and get on the end of that miscontrol by Zink and and get it. But do you think that's sort of shows the confidence that Nathaniel Chalaber is playing with at the moment?
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and it's it's I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that actually because because he was actually, you know, aside from Will Hughes, who played really deep yesterday, he was probably mm-hmm. um our most advanced midfielder, you know, making runs into the box, mm-hmm. um, you know, creating from, from deep at times. And and yeah, I mean he's he's got loads of confidence at the moment. Um and yeah, I mean, I I <laughs> there's there's not much else I can say about Nathaniel but yeah. He was an absolutely superb performance and, and completely led um completely led um, from, from a captain's perspective yesterday. And, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, us missing him why he was out on his two-game suspension. And it's interesting you say that because, you know, a few months ago, I know you are quite a big advocate of him, Mike, um, Nathaniel Chalapa, mm. but, but a few months ago, you know, fans were, you know, weren't very happy with his performances and, and would have preferred to have seen other players um, start in his position. But he's now turned into one of these players, like an Ismail Assar, like a Kika Femeni, who, you know, I'd say he's undropped at the moment and I would want to see him in in every team sheet at the moment.
0: Yeah, he seems to be in every team sheet, uh, you know, that comes out at the moment and a lot of Watford fans like that. Just talking about Joel Pedro a little bit, he had sort of two chances uh, sort of within maybe five or so minutes of each other. He had that acrobatic attempt where he forced a smart save out of uh, Dylan Phillips in the Cardiff goal. And then another chance he had, Ben, was Semmer doing what Semmer does and he's done all season, perhaps testament to that rest he's had. As you said, he looked a, a, li- a lot more recharged. He finished the in, and João Pedro's just sort of stuck a foot out and it's almost as if it's he's just thinking, right. if that hits my boot, it goes over and it goes in. I personally think he had time to maybe control the ball and then get a strike away and goal. Do you think that he perhaps should have done that, or do you think he, he was just it, it was a, a reaction, a knee-jerk reaction, and, and tried to be tried to be skillful about it? It's easy to
2: say that after the chances happened that maybe yeah. he should have taken a, ch- a, a touch and then got the shot away. But I thought he he did the right thing. Um, mm. he, he tried to keep the uh, catch the goalkeeper um, unaware, and I thought it was a good chance to. to take then with the acrobatic chance as well i just i just like that he he creates chances for himself um, yeah. Like not many Watford strikers would do that. And we've seen that in the past. Um, it's normally just long balls up there and then we're trying to feed off the scraps, as, as you would say. But yesterday, he, he was just trying to create chances for himself, just like that acrobatic overhead kick. It, yeah. The ball went up in the air, he chested it down and got, and
0: got the overhead kicking. Who else in the squad would attempt that? <laughs> well, maybe, I don't know, Sierra Elsa, but he's an absolute nutcase. That's probably why he'd attempt it. But I think... I think, like Chalaba, Ben, it, it just shows the confidence that he's got, that he's willing to try these things, which you're never going to complain about players having, you know, confidence, which it's nice to see this Watford side have got, especially with the season that we've had. So, testament to him. Little bit of a shaky moment, though. <laughs> sort of six minutes later. Um, to Kung, he perhaps had a, a bit of a shaky game yesterday, Ben, but he... Well, lack of communication I think is the best word the, the ball was up in the air and I don't know whether he's expected Backman to come out and kick it as far as he can or whether he's trying to wait for the perfect moment to head it back to Backman Backman's come out and absolutely nailed Kiefer Moore and thank God there were two defenders that were covering because if not he's, he's been sent for an early shower Dan Backman is so but luckily he, he got away with a yellow card, and the free kick in the end was was put over by um, by Harry Wilson. But a bit worrying lack of communication there. it's, it's perhaps shown how shaky Truce Conga has been in the last few games.
2: Yeah, and I don't think their performance is getting better. If anything, I think they're. Uh getting concerned worse um, for Truce I thought yesterday he was really poor. Like you said earlier, he slipped over, which um, got Murphy away. And then the Murphy ball into a box, which he, um, they scored from was avoidable. He could have closed them down and got rid of the cross. And then the lack of communication between him and Batman there, for Batman to end up colliding with him, and like you say, luckily there's we two defenders behind Backman when that happened. Otherwise, he would have been sent off. So really could have cost us yesterday. And again, his passing's been poor. Um, he can't cost, uh, pass a football. Um, <laughs> it, the leadership skills from him is absolutely brilliant. And I think that was much needed in our back line. But I don't think I
0: can see anything else that he really adds to his Watford side at the moment. Off the back of that then, Ben, we know Christian Cabaselli's sort of close to a return. Would you be tempted to maybe throw him in the mix, given he gets back to full fitness, obviously, but would you be willing to maybe throw him in the mix for a game and, and change him for Troostokong, or do you think the running's too keen now we can't really be tinkering?
2: Um, I don't
0: want to tinker
2: with this side too much. Um, I, I like that he didn't mess around with the back two again, because I do think yeah. you need to kind of build the foundations at the back and build on from there. Um, but saying that, with his performances, if they keep on getting... Gradually worse than they are at the moment. Mm-hmm. You've got to look at maybe Christian Cabacelli What I'd, I'd probably do is the same situation with Batman and Foster. I said that I wanted Foster to come back in on the bench and maybe push Batman oh, yes. further and further. So, yeah, put Cabacelli on the bench and he can watch from the stands and Truce Econ will know that he's got a really decent centre-half on the bench looking at him saying, I want your spot and maybe that will get a reaction from Truce Econ. If it doesn't, then Cabas said he would come in for the next game after for me.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very wise and sensible approach with it as you say you know we, we're not suggesting that Schuster Kong is thinking he's got an easy ride at Watford because he's only really got Kafka pushing him but it, it will definitely help with with more competition obviously we saw the return of Ben Foster who you mentioned there Ben on the bench um, James in terms of centre-back partnerships for you would you maybe would you agree with Ben or would you go a different route?
3: Yeah I agree with Ben I don't think the time is now to I don't think it's the right time to tinker with that bat too, but but I I do agree with Ben in the sense that I do think that if his performances you know do get progressively worse, if they do continue to to you know not be up to standard, then then you do have to look to make a change there. And you know you've got players like, as you said, Christian Cavicelli coming back from injury, but you've also got someone. Um, in Ben Wilmot, who's not really
1: yeah.
3: not really had a lot of game time under this game you know, maybe throw Ben Wilmot in, you know, against Rotherham even, just to see, just to see what he can do. Rotherham, you know, not doing very well this season, and look, maybe just throw Ben Wilmot in into that game to to see what he can offer. He's got a lot of pace. Um, you know, he's probably better on the ball than William Schuster Kong. So so mm-hmm. I'd maybe look to do that if if his performances um you know don't improve. Yeah, thankfully
2: we're blessed with lots of options, aren't we? At the back, yeah. where it, it, previously we haven't really been having these uh, situations where we've had good backups before. Like Wilmot was on loan last season, so we didn't really have him to rely on. And then we've obviously brought in Sirrielter and Trees Econ. So it's good to actually have a department that's fully strength now.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And you know, it's going to be interesting that Rotherham game, which we'll touch upon very shortly. Half time it was 1 1. Possession stats looked massively on our favour. 32% possession for Cardiff, 67 for the Orns. Eight shots for Watford, three of those on target, and five shots for Cardiff, none on target because of the own um, goal. Two corners to Watford's one Cardiff had, and we strung together 225 passes to Cardiff's 110. So, not really a, a passing side that you would. Um, it, they, you don't really associate passing with a with Cardiff City side um, you know Cardiff were knocking on the door as they would you know home advantage and all that in that second half I think Kiefer Moore had a um, a chance uh, close range I think it was it was a game of overhead kicks yesterday um, and he, he had that chance uh, overhead kick and then I think Aidan Flint had one as well and um, the first substitution I, I tell you what I don't know whether a Cisco has been listening to the podcast and us ripping him for always making subs on 60 minutes but yesterday the first sub was on the 77th minute James and it was Ken Semmer coming off and Isaac success coming on, so more minutes in the legs for success, does that perhaps show that he might be nearing um, maybe, I don't know more minutes in, in next games maybe even starting in some games uh, what, what do you think about that substitution? Right substitution well, to make?
3: Well was it the right substitution? I'm not quite sure it was the right substitution, but in terms of success and him getting back to you know, to full fitness, I think that it can only benefit him, I think that yeah. Um, you know, Zisco Munoz, um, I think it's been publicized on Twitter that he's been to see a few under 23s games that, that success played in, and and look, he obviously likes him because he is he is giving him minutes, and you know, we all know what, what success brings. He likes to get hold of the ball, he likes to hold it up, and um, and he likes to win free kicks. And and look, if, if he's gonna you know contribute to this Watford side this season, score a couple of goals, get us a few um, you know, free kicks in dangerous areas, I can't see um, why Isaac's success can't be a success this season. Um, ah, <laughs> nice little pun there from me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, was it the right substitution at the time? I probably would have kept Semeron on for the full 90, considering we had had them um, seven days off. But, but apart from that, it wasn't really too fast. We, we were chasing the goal and, you mm-hmm. know, you bring, up, bring on a big striker to try and help you do that.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I be thought, you know, we, we 77 minutes on the clock, we're still chasing the game, aren't we, Ben? You know, uh, effectively it's 1-1, we, we're still in the game, we, we, we've we got more possession. Do you think that was perhaps a little bit of a disappointing substitution or do you think that Semmer just needed the rest? I mean, obviously we've talked about how he's had the week off, so he shouldn't really need the rest. So for me, it was a bit of a weird substitution to be making, considering we were still maybe trying to get the goal. Or, or do you think? maybe those subs, and obviously I'll, I'll bring in the next subs as well, because you can have your say on them, Ben. Um, on the 86 minute, Andre Gray come on for Zinconagel and Sanchez come on for Chalabar. Do you think those three combined subs, granted they weren't all made at the same time, do you think that maybe signalled that we were quite happy to maybe take a draw possibly? Um, no, I think we
2: were pushing for the victory. Um, success coming on, I, I I didn't have any complaints about um, substitution. I thought we we were kind of slowing down in our attack um, just prior um, to the first substitution. I thought Cisco wanted to try and keep the tempo up and put some fresh legs on and try and get someone else running at the back lines just to give him something different to think about. And then putting Andre Gray on, it was actually putting two strikers up top. It was Gray and Pedro was both on the pitch at the same time. So I thought he was pushing for that winner yesterday. I didn't think he was there trying to settle for a, a point.
0: Okay. Okay. That's, uh, that's interesting. And obviously, um, <laughs> you know what happens next. I mean, five minutes added on and there weren't really any other sort of clear cut chances. I think Volk's had a chance from distance, but Backman was equal to it. And then we, um, saw runs forward. I think Perry and G, um, brilliant player on football manager, by the way, for crew. Uh, yeah. They produce some brilliant talent, crew do. So picture the scene. So. Perry and G has just brought down Saar, um, I think if maybe a bit cheeky of me to say, but if that was Swansea, referees pointing to the penalty spot and saying that it was inside the box. Um, but because we're, uh, we're Watfords, we, we actually get given the, the correct decisions. Um, so obviously he's gone down, it's the edge of the box, it's a direct free kick imagine this one and mass, massive shout out to the twitter page the hornets nest for this stat uh, i was going to try and actually calculate it myself but thank god they put it out yesterday 1778 is the number that's the last time that many days ago was the last time that we scored from a direct free kick and it was Al- alman abdi against aston villa and uh, it's quite funny actually because I thought that that Alman Abdi goal for, against Villa was a bit unconvincing and the keeper probably should have done better. But Messina's stepping over it, Hughes is stepping over it. You're perhaps wondering, is Hughes going to whip it in and we're going to try and win the header? Or is Messina fancying himself? Because he did get the winner last week. And oh my God, Ben, Messina takes the free kick. And it sort of took me a while to compute that it had gone in. What on earth Dylan Phillips was doing? I'll take it because it's gone in, but what on earth Phil- Dylan Phillips was doing? But who cares? Watford scored a free kick for the first time since 2016. My God, I was going mental. What What a goal, Ben.
2: I, I, yeah, was like <laughs> you and many other Watford fans, I was a bit speechless when it went in. Yeah. Um, I couldn't believe it actually went in like yourself. Um, he absolutely rifled that Messina. And I don't know if the ball maybe swerved a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's what maybe outdid Phillips. And I think that's probably why it went past him. But like you say, if he stood there, he would have saved that. Um, but maybe he thought it was Troy Deeney standing over a free kick and he didn't fancy himself. <laughs> um, but yeah, what a quality free kick. Um, We would have maybe loved them to go into top corners and that and be a bit more um, Mm. beautiful in the eye, but who cares? We'll take that. That's our first free kick, like you say, since Villa. Um, I'm just thankful, though. Um, I was just feeding my little girl uh, her banana puree, and literally Kate, my missus, took her away from me 10 seconds before that went in, (laughs) and I'm glad she did, because otherwise she would have had banana puree all over her face.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's... um, Yeah, I I mean... it, it's one of them games yesterday where imagine the fans were there, like, we oh. saw the, James, we, we saw the scenes on the sideline, Messina ran over to the bench and everyone was <laughs> down there, probably get a bit of a bollocking because of COVID, technically you're not meant to be celebrating that close proximities, yeah. um, that sort of went out the window yesterday, but, um, I mean, imagine if the the, the the scenes, if the fans were there, and what are your thoughts on the free kick? Because I, I've watched it about five times um, and that's just this morning. So I, I kept watching it yesterday. I think I was just trying to let it all compute in my mind that we'd actually scored a free kick, but what scenes there were, James? Oh, just imagine,
3: Mike, if we were all there and, and look, hopefully it's not too long now actually until, yes. until we can all get back in the ground. So so hopefully that that's a good omen for us. Um, for us getting back into the ground, but you know, that's, that's what football's all about. You know, 90, I think it was a 94-minute winner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was just, you know, un, unreal scenes. And, you know, the confidence that will give to, to this Watford squad and, and the atmosphere around the club and the fan base as a whole, you know, is only going to be positive. And, you know, this was a really, really big game for Watford. You know, you mentioned Swansea won earlier in the day um, yeah. against, against a team up the road. And, you know, it was a really, really huge game. You know, I thought if we won the game, Um, It gives us such a huge boost in our automatic promotion chances. But if we lost it, um, you know, the impact that that might have had on our squad, you know, mentally would would have been huge. So, so look, when I saw that go in, it was the pure elation from me. I I was eating a steak at the time and, and, you know, I I nearly threw that up all over over my bedroom floor. It's a bit early for a steak, that is, James. (laughs) So, yeah, huge, um, yeah, just... Just, I mean, I'd echo what you both said. It was absolutely fantastic. You know, probably, obviously, was an error from the keeper. Um, it, it seemed like it was quite windy down in Cardiff, so that probably helped um, in our favour. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, absolutely fantastic. No complaints I, from me. And, yeah. and another three points.
0: Absolutely. I think what was so nice to see was a togetherness. Like that team. Obviously, we we saw the sort of. <sighs> other side of the spectrum against Bournemouth where the lads were sort of fighting and backing each other. So the togetherness is shown there. But then we've seen a more sort of positive side of things where everyone was down from that bench. You've seen the video that Watford put out as well They showed the bench, they panned in on the bench at full time and then showed the lads coming down the tunnel. And like, also as well, Ben, I know you commented on this and I was thinking the same. Andre Gray was pushing around Isaac's success as if he was like, you know, two stone and weighed a nothing, man. He was pushing him around. I thought he's going to end up lumping him in in a minute here, but they're brilliant scenes to see this togetherness that we've got. It's what you want to see at a difficult time because, you know, I, I still think it's crazy. I'm looking at the fixtures now and it was the sixth of February. So almost a month ago, I switched off Sky Sports after watching us draw nil nil with Coventry and I thought, nah, what is the point? Like I, I love football. I always will. I'll always love Watford, I know what they put me through, but I just genuinely switched that game off and I thought so, I felt so disconnected with A, the Watford side and B, football. Like A lot of fans have found it difficult to watch when there's been no fans and get into it. I've sort of remained positive, loved every minute of it, but that was the moment for me. I thought, nah, who would have thought a minute later, um, a minute later, sorry, who would have thought a game later, Bristol City, we win 6-0 and we've lost once since then, Ben. The togetherness at the moment is unbelievable, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and that's what you need in an approach and push. I think the best thing that happened to this squad was the formation change and what happened in the last few seconds at Bournemouth because it really did set a fire in the belly and everyone's fighting for each other and you can tell tell that everyone's fighting for the same cause now. And I don't know about you, but when I was watching it yesterday with the scenes on the bench with all the um, the players and the physios, everyone running down the the stairs to celebrate at the front and seeing all the celebrations off the bench from the staff as well it just reminded me of the promotion season of uh, Bolton away when Jukanovic oh, was celebrating yes. on the touchline then I was thinking this is what this side's miss. this is what we need to help us get us over the line I know it's a, a very long way to go still but we've got some good fixtures coming up now and um I just think we've got the momentum behind us now. Seven victories out of the last eight is just fantastic. And like you say, who would have thought that after that terrible nil-nil draw at Coventry? But um, the change of formations helped. The players are playing with a lot of confidence and, The only way is up now. I think yesterday going into the game, playing last out of the three that played with Swansea and Brentford, they both played before us. They both won their games. They both put pressure onto us. And then we had to follow that and we had to try and react and we got the reaction and we put the pressure back onto them now, which is,
0: yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. And I, I think that comparison you've just made, Ben, is spot on. But bol- Bolt Bolton away. Very rarely did you see Yukanovich sort of celebrate like that. Uh, obviously Cisco's more of a happy chappy, so we see him do that all the time, but it had those sort of vibes about it and it made it made me feel like, you know, this is what it's all about and considering there's no fans as well. Um just before we go into the next segment of the show, this is something different from us, Ben mentioned last week about sponsorships, we have now got a trial sponsorship, so we're going to go to a quick ad break and then bring you the second part of the show where we've got some topics and we've also going to be speaking to a Rotherham United fan and then we'll quickly summarise what, what we think going into that game so uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you in a bit <laughs> Voices of the Vic is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in the men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Get 20% off now and free delivery with the code VOTV at manscaped.com. Manscaped has just launched in the UK, and we've gone years without using the right tools for the job you can be one of the first men in the uk to experience their life-changing products that's why manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer the manscaped engineering team has perfected the greatest ever ball trimmer ever created and just released a new and improved lawnmower 3.0 in the uk the third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents Yeah. Um, When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave. It's waterproof as well, so it allows you to groom in the shower. And one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show off your MOA loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by just USB. So if you're listening right now, I want you to experience that first hand for yourself. Let's get that bush to the touch clean. It's 20% off, plus free delivery with the code VOTV at manscaped.com. Make your testes. Your besties <laughs> get 20% off at f- and free delivery with the code VOTV at manscaped.com, and your balls will thank you. That was different, wasn't it? Uh, an advert, massive thanks to the guys over at Manscaped for uh, for, for letting us uh, well, trialing us out basically. So yeah like I said the code is in that advert be sure to use it and uh yeah they've sent us some brilliant stuff so I really do recommend it um second part of the show thanks for uh thanks for staying with us for the second part of the show um Ben has been grafting his arse off in the week getting all these topics so massive massive shout out to you Ben and um, we'll start with the two fixtures in april have been moved for tv coverage uh, we have still got another game uh, this week uh, well say this week saturday the 20th of march which is on telly at home to birmingham city i'm going to be missing it and i'm gutted about it i've got three physical house view uh, well flat viewings next week in birmingham and uh, i'm going to be missing it so uh, yeah I, I, i'm sure uh, you know it's a good reason to miss it but the two that have been changed is Middlesbrough away, twelve thirty kickoff, April the fifth, Monday, which I believe is is that what Easter Monday? I would assume so. Uh, and then yeah. Reading at home, Friday the ninth of April, um, quarter to eight kickoff. This screams nostalgia to me because Borough. I know we were at home, but but last time we played Borough in the championship towards the end of the season. It was um, that was a real start and real push towards. We, we knew that we were probably going to be going up then.
2: Um, if if I remember correctly, I know you're saying that you've got that you're in the Birmingham City game, but yeah, didn't you miss the game that we won six nil against Bristol City? for maybe it's a good omen.
0: Yeah, but yeah, that's true. Actually, Ben, I've missed a lot of games I'm, I'm quite this happy season. You're missing it. To be <laughs> fair. I've missed, I've missed a few games this season where we've done all right. That you know that that Ivić, the, probably the best performance under Ivić, um, the four nil against Preston or four one against Preston. Sorry, I missed that as well. And then I watched us next week and I think that was the loss to Cardiff at home. But to be fair, I have watched games where we've won, you know, the Wickham game in the week and um, the Cisco's first game. Watched that as well. So, yeah, but I think maybe the games I've missed where we've won have outweighed the games I've watched where we've won. (laughs) So, yeah, Um, some brilliant news. Ken Semmer has... um, Apparently he's signed a new contract until twenty twenty five, making him one of the highest paid players at the club, uh, and that's set to be made official next week. Some various Swedish outlets, news outlets, have have reported that, and that's quite a big thing because if I understand correctly, I don't know where I've heard this from, but I know Andre Gray is on a, around seventy five grand a week, and I think I. I This was always, was it true, wasn't it? Troy Deeney on hundred grand a week. I'm sure I've heard that at some stage. I may have taken a pay cut because of the relegation, but um, it's big news, isn't it, Ben? Tying Semmer down, because he's been absolutely unreal for us since his return from Udinese.
2: Yeah, it's vital. We we tie him down for a longer contract. We need to do this with players who are um, playing out of their skins this season. Semmer's definitely one of them. I think the next one on the list is Schoesie. We need to tie him down for a longer contract as well. But yeah, really peaceful, summer. I, I think he's surprised more people when he has uh, this season when he's playing. But I don't think many people are expecting him to play as well as he has performed. So yeah, absolutely buzzing for him. I just want him to start getting into the Swedish national team more regularly now because of late, he's only been featuring off the bench. I'd love him to actually get into that starting eleven for Sweden now.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think he's he's doing his absolute best to to warrant a place, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does get that nod soon. Um, another person who we have tied down to a contract, James. Joseph Hungbo signed a new contract extension until next year. A lot of people sort of questioning why it's only one year. But although we have seen glimpses of him off the bench, it would be very silly to then reward him with a, say, four or five year deal because it Mm. might still not work out for him. I don't mean to be negative or anything like that. But do you think that's a, a sensible approach? And look, we've signed him for another year. So he's got a chance to maybe break into the first team.
3: Yeah, I echo what you say. I think that obviously as what the fans, you know, we've been wanting for a really talented youngster to come through, you know, the academy for, for quite a long time. And yeah, I think I think just as football fans in general, you know, you tend to overhype um your young players. And that, that 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 has happened recently, obviously, with his two appearances off the bench. But you know, what appearances there've been. He's looked really, really promising. And and yeah, I think it, I think it was the right thing to do. Um, you know, a one year extension, you know, we we still might not go out this season. And um you've got to think, you know, thinking for the long term, if we do stay down in the championship, mm-hmm. you know, what an asset Joseph Hungway will be. And and yeah, I think I think it, definitely the right thing to do from a Watford perspective and, and hopefully he can stay here um for many years to come and and become a first team regular.
0: Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Um so yeah then contract extensions one man who is looking more increasingly to be leaving Watford is Craig Dawson um or you know the West Ham's version of Maldini he's turned into (laughs) some player um he's three Premier League starts away from triggering a permanent move to West Ham West Ham paid a million pound loan fee to sign Dawson and will have to pay two only two million to complete the deal um it's understood that additional payments may be due to Watford, depending on if West Ham achieve qualification of European football, which they're well on course and that would be absolutely mental if they got Champions League, but I think this football season as a whole has been mental. Um I, I don't want to dwell too much on it, but he's he's been a massive no a massive shock to how well he's played, hasn't he, Ben? <laughs> yeah, he well.
2: The people that doubted him, um, yeah. But you and me, we, we, we knew there was a player in there. Um, we, we, we sung his praises last season when he came back from lockdown. And he was one of Watford's better performers. So I'm not surprised that he's gone into a, a um, David Moyes' side and they've Pay to his strengths and he, he's done really well. I was actually talking to a West Ham fan yesterday and he's over the moon, uh, moon with Craig Dawson. He can't believe they're signing him for such a small fee as well, which is unfortunate because it was all agreed when um, the line deal was arranged at the start of the season. But he was saying that they could even take Andre Gray off us and probably turn him into a good player. And I was like, please do,
0: please yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah. if he wants to start negotiations, then uh, we'll we'll give you a telephone number for Watford. Uh, so we'll put him in touch. Um, apparently, in terms of turning to signings now, Ourselves and Cardiff, funnily enough, are leading the chase for Adam Reach, who's at Sheffield Wednesday. That will be on a free transfer this summer. Uh, that's what the football league world understands. Uh, and then turning to injuries, as we saw yesterday, Ben Foster made the bench. He's been out of action since January. I can't believe it's been that long. It feels a lot longer than that. And uh, he's been back in full training and obviously was on the bench for yesterday's game. Uh, Gosling and Lazar are both recovering from minor hamstring injuries and have returned to various degrees of training. Now, was Lazar was on a bench yesterday, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. I thought I saw him. In, he was piggybacking someone in, in the tunnel in those videos and <laughs> celebrations. So uh, I thought he was there. Um, but yeah, hopefully Gosling has a, a speedy recovery as well because I think he'll be vital in this running as well. Uh, we still don't know club captain Troy Deeney's follow-up scan um, to progress his initial um, Achilles injury. It, it, still no time scale on whether he's available for his return. Can I just yet. say in Troy Deeney, Mike, I think yeah. that, I think that's probably,
3: you know, it's looking more likely now for me at least that I don't think he's going to play again for Watford, you know, this season. Um, you know, whether whether the club decide to extend his contract, that that's that's a completely another discussion. But but yeah, I, th- I think it's looking. I mean, it's looking like quite a serious um, Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's still got to go for this second step scan, we believe. So so yeah, I mean, it's looking likely that that he won't actually play again this season.
0: Yeah, me and Ben have talked about this and. <sighs> listen, I literally could do a whole show on his achievements for the, the squad but I, I'd be gutted I really would but dare I say, we, we're looking good without him
2: <laughs> Yeah, we are looking good without him, I just want to say as well, I don't know if anyone else has seen the video, I think you probably have but Troy Dillon oh, uh, yes. did that birthday message yesterday for the ex-Watford um, goalkeeper, Tommy uh, I can't remember his surname Tommy Carpenter uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and um it, he did a birthday surprise message to him and uh, it's it's brilliant to watch and it really grabs your heart as well and the banter from him as well. I, I, oh, he's in, in his mate. late 90s, isn't he, as well? 96 uh, have, I think I, he was. I'd I, I love to be like that. I'd love to have his banter now, let alone yeah. when he's 90. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he was he was basically saying that because he used to be a goalkeeper and he he, was, he said to Troy, it was like
0: I'll save your penalties. I know where you put them. It was, it was absolutely class. It, it, do you know what that that video? I, I mean, for anyone that is feeling a bit crappy or whatever, go. I know it was a couple of days ago, but go and watch it. Like I, I, it was in the week. Fantastic. I, I was like, you know, having a crap day at work. I was watching it, and I thought, you know, grinning from sort of ear to ear. Brilliant. And as you say. Brilliant banter from uh, from Tommy there. The oldest living ex-Watford player, I believe. That's why there was such a, a big uh, thing and a, oh, wow. a video. So, yeah, um, brilliant, brilliant banter from him. And, and fair play to Troy as well. He gets a lot of stick. He didn't have to take his time out to do that, but fair play, still doing that. Uh, and then another um, captain-like player, Tom Cleverleague, targeting a return Um Later in the the month, following the international break, which is at the end of this month, uh, he sustained minor ligament damage against Wickham Wanderers last week. a question which me and Ben were being asking in terms of where the hell is he? Dan Phillips has been nowhere to be seen. We was like, why is he being frozen out? What's he done wrong? He's actually continuing to work hard on a rehabilitation. He had a hamstring injury and he's targeting a return because he's been called up to Trinidad and Tobago. And you know what? I forgot for a moment, they were still a national side because they were in the 2006 World Cup. And I remember Peter Crouch scoring a goal and he pulled down on one of their guys' dreadlocks to sort of, not that he needs to, but to help elevate him when he jumped to a header. I still oh, find it mad. That he needs he to, to do jump. that. Exactly. <laughs> I still find it mad that he has to jump to head the ball. So, yeah, um... Massive, massive congratulations to Dan Phillips there. And then teenage centre-back George Langston is also working back from a minor hamstring problem before making his return on loan at Weldstone. And I think there was a... Kane Critchlow got a call-up as well to his national side. Um, Bermuda. Yeah, Bermuda. I think that's who Naki Wells plays for as well. Um, So... Congratulations to Kane Critchlow. So the youngsters I, are doing really well at the moment.
2: I want to say there's another youngster that's been called up as well. I don't know if James knows. Is it? Is it Bailey Spencer? Bailey Spencer. has been called uh, up
0: for. oh uh, you know what? That, well, that does ring a bell. He got sent off the other day um, when we beat we beat Swansea under twenty threes, um, but he was one of the ones that played against Tranmere at home, and he looked pretty decent. Um, recently. But um, I'm not sure about if he's received a call-up. I'm I'm just looking now. I I can't see anything. While while you're looking, um, Pochettino scored a game for the under-23s, didn't he? He's on fire at the moment, isn't he? Um, Another lad who's on fire. Is that Thiago Tukor? I I don't know how to Mm. pronounce it. But he was left out of the squad, which made me think that He's um he was going to be in the squad yesterday, but he didn't happen to be. Um, yeah, I was surprised
2: that um he wasn't in the starting lineup. Maybe he's got picked up a knock or something. Mm. Um yeah yeah. And Troy Dini went along to watch the under twenty three not so He did. He, it's did. great to see that Troy's obviously working hard behind the scenes on his injury and resting and all that. But to take time out of um his days to go watch the under 23s and then do the video to
0: Tommy Carpenter and so as well. Absolutely. Um, brilliant.
2: Um have you found that yet? You know I have
0: been called out? I have indeed. And I tell you what, Ben, fair play to you for remembering this. He's on the provisional call up to the Guyana national team. Guyana, yeah. Um oh, and there's yeah, yeah, yeah. two World Cup qualifiers this month. Um and I think one of them's against Dominican Republic and then the other one is at home in Guyana. So yeah, massive congrats and massive well done for remembering that okay. Ben. Um so yeah, that that's the the topics. Massive, massive thanks to to you, Ben, for for continuing to to bring those up. You brilliant work doing so Uh, there was a lot to cover Uh, we just want to wrap the show up on the game on Tuesday providing it's still going ahead we haven't heard otherwise and the reason I say that is they've had their last two games postponed because of Covid outbreak Um, hopefully you know everyone is all right and nobody's seriously uh, ill with it Uh, Rotherham away Uh, one of my favourite away days last time we played them um, it, it was a last minute decision for me to go up my old man took me and I met up with you Ben and I met up with a few others and we didn't deserve to win but we won 2-0 uh, Giannari, Minari, and then Lloyd Dyer, uh had a few words to say to Bepi sonino when he put that second goal in um, just quickly because we, uh, we, I did speak to a Rotherham fan uh, from the Rotherham United podcast to, to give his insight which you'll hear in a little bit um, but it's so obviously a game we should really be winning, Ben. Going into it, are you feeling confident? What what sort of game are you expecting? And then just uh, just end on a um on, on a score prediction.
2: Well, I am feeling more confident with us playing away from home now. Our well, form has yeah. picked up massively um, since Cisco's turned over. Normally, we'd be like, "Oh, we're playing away. Let's just take a point." But um yeah, really good chance now to pick up three points at Rotherham. They've not played for about two weeks. Um, and before they beat Sheffield Wednesday on their last outing, I think they actually lost five games in a, in a row. Um, so they're not on the best run of form. Um, maybe not playing for a week or so, you think maybe that might help them, um, rest players, but we've all heard about this long COVID as well, especially when you hear about the examples of... Um, St. Maximum at Newcastle, he, he's been a shadow of a player ever since he's um, contracted COVID, so some of our players might be suffering massively from it still. So I think it's only going to help us out playing week in, week out, still having our games, getting our momentum out. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling confident, and I'm actually going to go for a 3-0 Watford win.
0: 3-0 away from home. Well, 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 yeah, we can... how times to change. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We can we can pray and hope. I think you make a very good point there though, Benny. It is gonna be, you know, it's gonna be difficult to see how it affects Rotherham. Do they come back refreshed and rejuvenated? Obviously, their last game they did play, that's their I think that's their local rivals. So that's their derby yeah. game and they won in the last minute. So whether they're still carrying momentum from that, whether the manager will seek to gain sort of confidence and momentum from that or whether they'll be rusty because if if they've had a covid outbreak then surely they can't train uh, a lot of clubs you hear have to close down the the training ground so yeah very confident just before we get yours james I, I i do feel more confident now playing away from home um i'm going to go with i'm going to go with 2-0 i like that scoreline i think 2-0 I don't know whether we're there yet in terms of being able to stick three away past anyone away from home. Uh, But 2 0, I think solid 2 0 will will do it for us. James, would you do any changes to your side as well? Uh, I don't think we need to. I think it'd be dangerous to. uh, Obviously, we talked. I think, James, you mentioned um, sort of in the first half of the pods that you you might be tempted to bring in maybe what was it success you said you might be. Uh,
3: uh, Yeah, I talked about. um... You know, we talked about William Schuster-Kong and him looking shaky. I I said maybe throw Ben Wilmore and and see what he can do.
0: Mm. So, I I don't know whether... I don't think we need to, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's maybe one or two changes. You just
2: know Cisco's going to change one of the back um, back two, but I I don't really see many other changes, maybe. No.
0: Yeah, no, neither do I. So, yeah, I'm going to go with that. James, what, what are your thoughts going into the game? on tuesday
3: well it's, it's it's going to be tough just because we you know and any away game is, is tough in a championship but you know rotherham currently sitting 22nd in the championship you know and and we obviously want to get promoted and and this is the game that that if we want to get promoted you know we've, we've, we've got to win it you know no questions about it you know a draw quite frankly at this stage of the season you know is no longer good enough so so look we need to go there looking for a win um you know i would probably go you know nearly full strength again there is a shout that maybe you throw as I said a Ben Wilmer in maybe even a Joseph Hungbo if you're feeling um you know if, <laughs> if you want to put him in there but apart from that I'd, I'd go pretty much full strength and I'm gonna go with a entertaining game and it's gonna end 3-1 to Watford
0: that's that's good enough for me. Three one. Although I'd like a clean sheet, I think we we top of the clean sheet table at the moment, and that's credit to Dang Batman and the defence. Um, I also noticed as well. We've got Rotherham on Tuesday, Birmingham on um, Saturday, and mm. then there's an international break, and then we have got Sheffield Wednesday. So we've got twenty first, twenty second, and twenty third in the table. So we, uh, I, I Great hate saying this. To, yeah, <laughs> I hate saying this as a Watford fan. Got to set nine points. Anything less is a
2: failure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's eight nine points. And that nine
2: points Especially when we've we've seen this morning in one of our group chats, one of our mates has pointed out that Swansea's next two games are actually Bournemouth and Cardiff as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which Bournemouth is probably an easy game for them because they've been atrocious, haven't they? And (laughs) that played with Barnsley picking up three points yesterday, but. That game against Cardiff, their local rivals, is going to be tough. Um see what uh, Mick McCarthy's done with that side. So, yeah, not nine points for us, and let's hope the other teams start to slip up.
0: Yeah, well, you mentioned that they've got uh, Bournemouth, Cardiff, and then Birmingham and Brentford have got Derby, Forest and Huddersfield, so you know. Hopefully, Derby can ruffle uh, ruffle a few feathers there. Um, can't see Forest doing anything, unfortunately. If if, if Maury and Garner want to help us out, then I w- I'm more than happy for that to happen. And then Huddersfield, just not great. I mean, we I still stand by. It. We've got the hardest running out of any of those teams that are chasing promotion. So yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be nine points, nothing less. And uh, yeah. you know
3: what, well, I actually like the fact that that we play the teams, you know, in and around us, because then it is it's, it's in our hands. Then we. We know that
0: as no, um, well as like that, James. <laughs> no,
3: <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm, I'm with James on this. You've you've got you know, to win it, your own games, and I think yeah, you, those we know now
3: that as as Ben's saying, if we win the games we've got left, we will get promoted just because of the teams we've got left to play. So it is in, completely in our hands. And and yeah, I mean, it's it's getting to crunch time now. It's getting exciting.
0: Squeaky bum time. Oh God, I, I it's been too long since we last got promoted from the championship. I forgot how stressful it is. It is gonna be gonna be very, very difficult and, and very reckon, uncomfortable.
2: Do you reckon anyone jumped in the pond last night after Adam and that <laughs> girl?
0: I wouldn't have blamed them whatsoever. I think I'll be I'll be making my way to Watford's come the last game of the season, hopefully uh Pubs will be well. Pubs will be open. Uh, no, no, they won't because the f- season doesn't finish in June. Um, oh no, they might be. I don't know. Uh, restrictions will still be in place because they don't finish till June. So I might They've have to eased make, off uh... slightly.
2: But I think we might have to take our own bubbles down or something. Yeah, so... Casseberry Park and just cycling yeah. distance with a few crates of beers.
0: Yeah, so I, I might be tempted to to come down on the final day and. And, and do something for the pod. I, I don't know yet. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking out loud there, but yeah. Like I said, we have got that interview which we are uh, we are going to play now, uh, and it was with the Rotherham United podcast to get all the news from the Rotherham United camp. <laughs> I'm here with Matt from the Rotherham United podcast. Me and Matt spoke the last time round for the reverse fixture at Vicarage Road. Um, so it's uh, it's good to get you back on again, Matt. Now, your last couple of games, we were just speaking here just before we started recording. They're being postponed due to a COVID-19 outbreak. Do you know how bad was the outbreak? Was it wide scale? Was it just a couple of players? What what was what was the damage of it? Uh, I think
1: I there think, was reports of seven and eight had it um uh, the initial testing showed four people and then the subsequent te- uh, testing a few days later showed uh, several more uh they, they said it, the number the 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 word they used was significant number of players uh, and i think a few have been quite badly with it i don't think it's just they've had it and had no symptoms there's, there's, there's a few players that have been badly with it um so i don't know how badly it's going to affect hopefully they're actually you know in, in, they're all right yeah. Um, but from a footballing point of view, I don't know how badly it's going to affect our team selection uh, for Tuesday and then Saturday as well.
0: Yeah, you, you, you mentioned that you, you've got quite a build-up of fixtures now. So I think in the final yeah. few weeks, do, do you think that's going to affect you? I think we've seen that you could potentially have to play one week where you have like four fixtures to play or something ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It's,
1: there's positives and negatives to it in terms of the... We didn't play Brentford then. And when we do play Brentford, they might not have anything to play for. So that's a positive. Yep. But then at the same time, at some point this season, probably i will have play four games a week. But then we've got probably four, four players due back after the international break from long-term injuries. So there's a positive that we'll have those back in theory. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been one of the strangest seasons, strangest years that everybody's ever known. And we're going to add to that strangeness by playing four games a week at some point. Yeah. Um, I suppose.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, to, talking of your, your last game, I mean, what a game it was. You, you picked up a massive victory against your rival Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, mm. how was that performance as a whole?
1: Uh, much better. We'd lost five in a row before that. And the, not all the performances were bad, but the, the, two, the two before that were horrendous. Um, and obviously South Yorkshire Derby, one, they picked them up and told them how important it was. Not only because we're our local rivals, but because they were below us in the league. Had they had Wednesday won, they had gone above us. Um much, much better, but not without fault. You know, Wednesday had a couple of chances. We made we made them look a look all right, which I know they're not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, but Freddie Ladepo scored the 97th minute winner, he did a tough, tough season, but it was a stunning goal, and hopefully he's only scored five goals, something like that this season. Uh, if he can use that as a springboard then we've got somebody else who can, he's scored a lot of goals in League One. I think he can do it in Championship, I think he was missing that confidence, so hopefully he can push on and push the fire to safety, hopefully.
0: Yeah, another player I want to talk about, Michael Smith, the striker, he's Mm. on the same number of goals now as he finished up on in the Championship last time, um, Mm. and says he's he's improved his all-round game. What, what, What has improved with Michael Smith this year?
1: I think it's just clinically in front of goal. Everything he's doing away from there is as good as it was. His hold-up play is as good as anybody I've seen. Uh, he's strong. He's, he's fantastic with his feet. For a six-foot-whatever lad, mm. he is fantastic with his feet. He can put the ball out of air one touch and it look, makes it look fantastic. Um, this season, goal but also consistency. Um, it helps that he's, he's done it on a more regular basis. Um, it didn't. It, I say that he didn't come into the team in probably no, until probably November. He scored against QPR in like November and since then he's been absolutely superb. It he also helps, he's got somebody else to help him. Last time in the Championship, Michael Smith was our only striker realistically. Now yeah. we've got a couple of, couple of backups and Matt Crooks from midfield is helping him. He, 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 need, he holds the ball really well but if he has nobody around him, it's no good. Yeah. And now we're starting to help him out and I think he's seen the benefits of that as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that does strike a little bit of fear into me because usually when Watford's come up against physical strikers, we uh, we just tend to forget how to, to defend it. And Michael <laughs> Smith's uh, a, a name I'm familiar with. My uh, my local non-league side, he put two past them in the FA Cup the other year against uh, on Moors, and really broke yeah. our hearts watching that one. As, so, yeah, I, certainly a name I remember. Now, in terms of your manager, I think you call him Warnie Oler, is it? I think a few fans have called him <laughs> yeah. Paul, Paul well, what What's the fear? in the camp with him at the moment is he it, is it the man to keep you up do you think you've got enough to stay up because it's it's got to be close this year I think
1: yeah it's because of the games in hand it now, it's, it's sort of strange we with, with three points off Birmingham um, now with four games in hand had still so on our podcast if we if this was the position we were in and we played the same amount of games that'd still be quite a positive position to be in because we're only you know, within touching distance of safety um, but then now it adds pressure on these games in hand um, after the five game losing run some people were sort of saying that they were questioning Warnie um, which I think is harsh because they were, only, they were all by only one goal mm. so if we had a bit of luck we've got either some wins or some draws in there um, I love Warnie he can stay for as long as, as, long as he wants to me he's a legend as a player two promotions as a manager um, he plays football in a, in a really good way we, we get, we get whenever we're on Sky we get tagged with this long ball team and we're not we're not a long ball team. We can mix it up, but we're not a long ball team. Uh, and that's that's what I think all teams that want to progress need to do. They need to have two or three different ways of playing. And that's what Warner tries to do. Um, he's a great guy. Uh, you know, he does birthday messages for all, for all fans. You know, you'll get email club saying it's your birthday, and I'll get a get a message from Paul Warner just saying it's oh, my birthday. It's, it's just little things like that, which I think is yeah, absolutely yeah. fantastic. Oh. Um, and so for me, you can. Have a job for life. I don't care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then just to to finish up on, obviously turning our attentions to Tuesday, um, mm. we we're playing at your place this time round. On a personal note, I love Rotherham away. I think the last time we played there, we won two 0 but you guys battered mm. us, um, <laughs> and we somehow come away with the three points. But what's your uh, what's your score prediction and general feel going into that game on Tuesday? Is there a sense of we could be fresh because we've had all this time off, or is it a sense of we've we've not really the, the team haven't had time to work together because I'd mm. imagine training's probably been limited. If if training's gone ahead at all, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the the training game was meant to
1: open last Thursday, so Thursday just gone. Okay. Um, so then that that was best case scenario. Yeah. Um, yeah. If if we've got a full squad to pick from, then it's gonna it's gonna be very good because obviously we've had a, had a little bit of a rest. Um, and if it did open on Thursday, that has given us a few days, uh, that feels a bit of a cheat, but it's, it will benefit us. Um, it, it completely depends on who is available. If we've still got two or three players out with COVID, we, were all, we already had five or six people out on injuries. So we're not going to be able to, I would be surprised if we've still the full bench. Um, and I genuinely don't know what to expect because rightly so, they've sort of kept it secret who is available, who's not, because it's medical reasons. So I, I couldn't tell you I couldn't I couldn't give you a, a reasonable squad prediction. <laughs> yeah. Um as long as we've got you know a few a good number of defenders available, I think we've got a good chance. Half a decent well, half
0: of them. I say that you've what for formula of the season, aren't they? So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there any is there any players that, I know you mentioned it depends who's available. Is there any players that mm. Rotherham fans are really hoping it's not like really hoping oh God, I hope he's not out. Is there any specific players at all or mm.
1: It's just I'm putting on the key positions. So Smithy, Michael Smith, if, if he's not fit, we're struggling because uh, he's the only one that can do that job. We've got I've mentioned Freddie. He's a decent goal scorer. The other striker we've got is George Hurst, who's on love Leicester. Not he's not scored yet this season. <laughs> he's been very very poor. Yeah. Um, and defenders, you know, if Michael Hickory is not fit, it was our main man in defence. Then again, that causes a problem um, because he's as you know, you, you know, you want your main man in defence because he marshals and yeah. Um We've not we've not got a deep squad and that's the problem. For example, if we've got a, if we've got out uh, uh, the player who had been playing left back is actually a, is actually a right back. So if he's not fit, then we haven't, we're going to really struggle. Yeah. It's, squad depth is a, is a real problem for a club like Rotherham You know, we, we, not only we've we got a lot of finances, we've just come up from League One, so it's difficult to, to recruit Championship players
0: in every single position. Um, yeah, I. I, I
1: not, not no. really helpful, but
0: I've no idea. No, well, I, I think you know. I think you've you've rightly pointed out that it's tough to give a score prediction because it could literally be a lottery of of who's going to play on Tuesday. So it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see mm, come definitely. come quarter to seven on Tuesday what the team sheets are saying for uh, for both sides you know so mm-hmm. yeah hope, hopefully it's a decent enough game but thank you very much for joining us Matt and like I says Matt is from the Rotherham United podcast Go so make sure you go and check those guys out but thank you very much Matt and hopefully we have a decent game on our hands because uh, like I said on our podcast if we do end up staying in this division I hope Rotherham stay up because it's a great away day so thanks for joining me Matt really appreciate it. Brilliant no worries thanks for having me. just cheers that so yeah massive thanks to the guys at rotherham united podcast for, for coming on and, and giving their view hopefully it's an entertaining game for watford fans and uh, i do like rotherham so if we do stay down i hope i hope for that sake we they stay up because i, I do like rotherham away very cheap beer very good away day, easy to get <laughs> to as well so um yeah, it's going to be an interesting game but I think we've we, we made it clear the next three games we need nine points but it's been a pleasure gents, thank you as always for James for, for lending a hand, you absolutely smash happy Mother's way.
3: Day to everyone listening by the way as well, happy all, all the mums day. out there happy
0: Mother's yeah. Day, yeah for all oh. the ladies and, and the mums there listening, happy Mother's Day thank you for that James or, I've, I've realised how expensive Mother's Day is now <laughs> after we've ever <laughs>
2: we had a little
0: one in the summer last year I've had to yeah. buy Mother's Day and then gifts this year oh mate <laughs> unbelievable I, uh, I, yeah happy I, Mother's I, Day yeah so happy Mother's Day from us guys here massive thanks to James as always for helping us out James Murray. is uh, James is obviously at the Watford Way if you don't already subscribe to them on YouTube and follow them on Twitter as well uh, and on Instagram and uh, yeah from from myself and Ben and James we wish you a happy Sunday and have a good rest of the week and we will speak to you again, shortly. Take care, guys. Come on, you horns.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.